Let's go, girls. From New York City to Los Angeles, Powered Up with Beck and Franklin is giving women of all ages permission to live the life they've always dreamed of. Why live in black and white when you can choose the brilliance of 3D and Technicolor? Each week, Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin and their high-powered guests will be here to cheer you on, to share their challenges, their successes, and what they've learned along the way. It's all about women supporting women. The stories and practical tips on sex, beauty, money, and so much more are designed to help you reconnect to the powerful woman you are. Fabulous knows no limits. Now it's time for you to expand your boundaries. Here are Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Hey ladies, this is Sandra Beck and I'm here with Linda Franklin. And Linda, we have such fun topics today. I'm so excited. Um, we're going to talk about following, or sorry, about finding our soulmate. And today is one of our Soul Search Tuesdays. Um, so I'm excited to have some soul satisfaction because I'm soulfully single. Even though I'm happy being single, I'm so excited to to hear about um, you know our guest today and hear what she has to say because she's got this workbook and i'll be honest i've been working through it stop looking and let true love find you uh joanne simmons she's our soulmate coach and she's going to be uh coming up later in the show and then we're going to round out today's show with annabelle monahan who cracks me up she is a uh woman's columnist she writes about love and marriage and kids and the food network and she's so funny i'm so excited to have her on the show today linda um i just always i just get such a kick out of our show i probably enjoy it more than anyone i i think you do and that's a good thing (laughs) because your enthusiasm (laughs) is bubbling over no it It, will be an interesting show um uh, the soul soulmate uh thing is very interesting because i'm not i don't think i believe in soulmates so it'll be an interesting discussion We'll see. And that's what I love about you. It's like as lovely as we are together and as a wonderful a friendship we've had over the years. I believe in soulmates. I think that there's many of them and we're all interconnected. And when we find a soulmate, I don't think there's just one, um, but our souls get aligned maybe because of past lives. Who knows? Um, but there's just some people that you meet. And it's funny, like when you think of soulmate, I know most people think um you know, like soul, like boyfriend, girlfriend, soulmate, you know, husband, wife thing. But I think soulmates also can be in different forms. Like I always feel like when I connect intensely with somebody like Linda, I met you and I just, I, we hit it off right from the bat. You know, you're married, I'm straight, we're not lesbians, but I felt a connection <laughs> to you, like just a connection. And, you know, and I don't know if we were friends in a past life, maybe you killed me, I killed you. I don't know. We were slaves together. You know, you hear all this stories. that people come with their regressions but you were familiar to me when I met you you felt right you felt uh normal you felt um you know and we're from originally different countries for from a different you know uh backgrounds and philosophies and things like that but yet we click and we've clicked for I don't know five years now so um I think the word soulmate is a neat word because I think it can be like you're like a soul sister or a soul friend what do you think I just think it's it's energy. I think that when people meet one another, um, 
you, you, you're right. You can, you can sort of, if you can sense the energy of that person, um, either you, you connect with it or you don't. And as you get older, I think that even gets more intense because there's some people now that, um, I just have to meet them and I want to run away from them because whatever they're emitting, and it's not that they're not nice or cordial or, or it's just, there's something about it that, that doesn't feel right. And I'm very, very sensitive to that now more than ever in my life. So it, it is, I don't know, I don't know if it's soul. I just think it's the connect, the energy connection. Uh, you can kind of feel when it, when it feels right. Well, yeah, like, and well, who knows what a soul is? Like, you know, when they tried to, you know, like when people died and they did that study, they put them on a scale when they were dying to see how much they, they lost when they died. And they, they declared like, I don't know, it was like in the seventies where a soul weighs a quarter of an ounce and, yeah. you know, and, you know, but you're right. Soul is energy is that's, life force. Well, this, that's too scientific, uh, you know, because nobody really knows it's your, it's, it's your, your own interpretation and that's all that counts. Is, well, that's you know, it. Yeah, it, you know, it doesn't matter what somebody else thinks it is, or or their it's it or their relationship with whatever uh, they feel is a higher power. It's all it's yours, and if you try to imitate, copy, believe in somebody else's, but it doesn't feel right, then it definitely isn't right. So you have to just go with what feels right for you. And I think when you go along that path. Um, you're in, you're in good stead and you, you feel good. You don't feel compromised and you're open to all, all the good things that want to come into your life. Well, and I think, you know, that's so important. Like, you know, this is kind of like, you know, for me, the age of intuition or the age of acknowledgement, you know, of gut instinct or instinct or intuition, what you want to call it. So many things have been happening in my life, Linda, as a result of this Soul Search Tuesdays and, you know, all the messages and awareness and, and um, things that are happening uh, just because I've learned to shut up and listen like just shut up and listen, like listen to my gut, listen to my heart, listen to my head. You know, I started a couple projects, um, a couple weeks ago and I thought, uh, you know, I really shouldn't do this. It's going to die like a dog. And you know, and I had no, no brain kind of, you know, there was no analytics that proved to me like this wasn't going to fly, but I'm like, man, this person's a flake. He's going to blow me off. It's going to whatever. And, you know, and it came to, to fruition. And before I would have had to have some sort of tangible reason to pull the plug on something, but I had no problem pulling it. Cause you know what? It didn't feel right. And that's, that's, that's a new thing for me is the that's whole, it. you know, feel right. Yeah, no, it's, it is about the feeling and that's, I, you know, the, the rest doesn't count because you can, you can make a case for anything in your head. And, uh, but you can't in your heart because even though if you make that case in your head, uh, but a heart doesn't feel right, it keeps gnawing at you. You know, you can't, you can't dismiss it. Or if you do dismiss it enough times, then it starts to manifest in other ways that you don't like. So listen, <laughs> you know, give yourself a break and just listen uh, on the first go around. And uh, usually it works out. 
Well, it's, it really does. But I think it's a skill like anything else because yeah. I think we've had so much noise. You know, when you think of the number of advertising messages we get every day and we go on, you know, we get tweeted at, we get Facebook messages, we get, you know, just all this noise. Like I feel like the Grinch, like, you know, the Grinch when he's standing up on top of Whoville and they're all singing and he's like, oh, the noise, oh, the noise, oh, the noise, 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 noise. Um, that's one of the things that, you know, I really have come to respect that I need to get away from. And that's like, you know, when we did uh, Gallenberger's uh, CDs and stuff, one of the things it did for me was reinforce um, the need for meditation, the need for quiet, the need mm -hmm. to listen to yourself. Because God, Linda, some days it's like between my dad and the History Channel or the Heroes Channel playing 24-7 blaring out there in the kids' games and their noise. And I, I need this. And I want an, uh, an apple. No, now I want an orange. And you know, I had a big charity event this weekend and there's like a million things pulling at me. And what I found is that I will go bananas if I don't sit quietly at least once a day, even if it's only for five minutes. And, you know, you can call it a meditation, call it a prayer, whatever. But the fact is, is I shut up and listen and I listen to my body and listen to my head and listen to my heart. And I don't actively think I just shut up and listen. And, you know, it's working. Yeah, no, it definitely does. I think you need that quiet time, and I, I just cherish it. You know, I would rather, I told you, I'd be, <laughs> I would rather be alone with me um, than, than go out to a party. I mean, you know, I just, because there is, there's too much noise, there's too much going on. Um, and I can do it for a little bit, but then I need to, I need to get out, and I have to go back into my alone time. Um, just for sanity. And I, and there's nothing wrong with that. I think it's a good thing. Well, I think it's a good thing. And I think, you know, when you think about like, you know, go back a hundred years or, you know, 200 years when there was no television, there was no radio, there was no internet, there was no texting, there were no telephones, you know, everything today has become so immediate. And, one of the things, you know, and I encourage everybody listening today to go back to iTunes and go to toginet, T-O-G-I-N-E-T dot com or go to our website, Powered Up Talk Radio, and listen to some of these shows um, because they really do give you insight and give you tools on how to manage, um, you know, the bombardment of information, the bombardment mm -hmm. of messages. And I don't know about you, but I feel like my intuitive frequency has tur been turned up really high by all these shows and reading the books of experts and talking on the phone with them and with you, Linda, my, my frequency is way up. And so I need that more than ever. And I think as a people, we need that more than ever because we're just bombarded with information. Yes, and the information we're bombarded with every day is, is just terrible, fearful news. I mean, that's what the media does. It, it, it makes us fearful. Uh, all the stories that are coming out, I mean, one is worse than the other. And there's so much going on that, you know, I, I may listen a little bit and then I turn that off and said, I just don't want that because it can make you crazy. It really can because you have to sort of put yourself in this cocoon to kind of protect yourself from everything that's you know, coming at you and you have to feel safe because if you don't feel safe, it attracts the opposite of, of that, which is being unsafe and vulnerable to all of these crazies out there. And, um, you don't want that. So no, you, you just, you know, you just have to be, you know, be quiet and say, I'm going to be okay, no matter what, and really believe that because, um, you know, there, there's just, 
as usual, too much going on that can uh, scare the bejesus out of you. Well, yeah, and let's not discount the stupid. You know, it's like I look at the AOL headlines every morning. I skim through them, and I'm like, fear, fear, stupid, stupid, you know, fear, fear, loser, disaster. You know, it's like this is not helping me at all. And if I had paid attention to what the news was saying, I'd be out of business. One of the big secrets to my success of riding through this economy, going through a divorce and a foreclosure and all these awful things, was that I tuned that stuff out and focused on what I could do to Today. What can I do today to get me to where I want to be tomorrow? Yeah. And, um, you know, and I think you probably gave me that advice, Linda. You've always given me great, you know, practical, sound advice. And it's funny because we're part of the noise in the media and we're part of the noise in the media telling people to shut up and listen. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, listen um, to our show. But other than that, <laughs> that's right. But other than that, listen to um, yourself. Yeah. We'll be back after the break with Joanne Simmons. We often ask, is that all there is? Why is this happening to me? Why am I always broke? How am I going to survive this mess? Then join Dr. Geraldine Tegeloff for Nature Spirits Speak, 7 p.m. Tuesday evenings on toginet.com. Geraldine is a metaphysician, nature intuitive, and prosperity coach who shares with you how she went from totally broke to living what she would call her perfectly prosperous life. Through the combination of a wealth of metaphysical knowledge and her amazing ability as an intuitive, Geraldine brings to you the secrets of her magical journey of healing emotionally, spiritually, and financially. As with the ancient seers and master teachers, Geraldine has a unique gift of being able to connect to the simple yet profound messages brought to us by Mother Nature and happily shares these through today's note to self on her webpage, naturespiritspeak.com. If you need help with your journey, why not connect with Geraldine during her show, Nature Spirit Speak, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central on toginet.com. We're back with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin, and we've got a neat guest today. We've got uh, the Soulmate Coach, the soulmatecoach.com. Her name is Joanne Simmons, and Linda, you have had a very successful long-term marriage. I had the crash and burn, so I'm gearing up for the second round. Um so I'm really excited to have this uh, workbook. You know, it's part of my private therapy hour on the air. <laughs> uh, but I had no idea there was so much to uh, think about, you know, when you think about a partner in life. You know, when I was married in my 20s, I was such an idiot, which is probably why the marriage didn't last. Um, but, you know, I was so happy to to have some guidance on, you know, to, just to even figure out what I'm looking for. Because, you know, that was typical. You know, I didn't know if I was booking tickets on the love boat or the Titanic when I got married. This time around, I'm going to make better choices. And so I'm really excited to have uh, Joanne Simmons with us today to talk about her program and her success rate, which is really cool. Pleasure to be here. It is. You are coming to us from Winter Park, Florida. And uh, it's always amazing to me 
how people get to where they are today. And I would love for people to, sh- to share in your story, Joanne. Can you talk to us a little bit about, uh, you know, what led you to come up with this program and write this book? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I'm on the same page with you. I had a very difficult first marriage, and um, I didn't think much about what I wanted in a partner, and truly, um, it was it was really difficult. So after um, leaving that marriage, I had 17 years to think about it. I was, I was single for 17 years. At the time, I was um, in private practice, and um, I'm a psychotherapist. And I worked a lot with single women, in particular, also single men, but in particular, single women who were looking for that ideal partner. And I learned a lot as I did therapy with them about what they were actually wanting in a partner. And uh, and I began to uh, think about what I really wanted in a partner. And as I went through the dating phases, which I dated a lot, I uh, many, many uh, different kinds of relationships I had during that 17-year period. 17 period. But the clearer I got about what I wanted in a partner, the better my dating became. Um, eventually, I hired um, a love and relationship coach, and that coach worked with me and helped me really refine what I was looking for and where I was getting stuck because I kept attracting the same type of person over and over, get, over and over again in my dating world. And usually that was someone who was not available. So <clears throat> my coach helped me get clear about my own uh, availability. Was I really available to be in a long-term loving relationship? And I got very, very uh, clear that what I really wanted to do was get married. And so I created um, a whole dynamic kind of list that was um, very specific about the kinds of things I wanted, not only in a relationship but in a lifestyle. And um, my husband, he's the the love of my life. He's my soulmate. And we have been married now for 12 years. So it was an incredible journey, and I love sharing it with other women so they can also have this kind of success that I've enjoyed. Now, let me ask you, you weren't like 22 when you got divorced. You don't have to tell me your age, but were you in your 40s, 50s, or 60s when you got married? I was in my 20s when I got married, and I was 40 when I got divorced. And then when you met the current man you're with, your current part, your husband, right? You guys are married? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how old, like what, what part of your life did you, let's see, 40 plus 12, I could do the math. So you're in your fifties when yeah, you found yeah. your soulmate. Yes, that's exactly right. It, it took me a long while to find my soulmate because I wasn't clear. Um, I, I was definitely um, not clear about the, the type of person that I wanted. I was attracting for, the, for better, you know, kind of bad boys, if you want to you know, call it that, you know, somebody who would treat me badly or would, um, you know, be really inconsiderate to me. And and that would be the type of person I was attracting over and over again. So I had to work on myself. I had to get myself in a place where I respected myself and uh, that I really wanted better. 
and that I felt like I deserved better. So that took um, that took quite a while for me to shift into that position of really knowing that I deserve a good relationship. Joanne, this is Linda. Um, I, you know, when we're young, I don't think we think a lot about what we really want. Um, and then as we get older, hopefully we, we are more in tune with ourselves. But the thing that whether you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, it keeps changing. I mean, it's, it's not a, a, a static thing. It keeps changing because we keep changing. And as we keep changing, our wants and needs keep changing. So it's really kind of difficult to... Um, keep that same person in our lives for, you know, for decades. I mean, I've done it, but it's not easy. Yes, it, it isn't easy. It's important. It, well, I'm, I'm also, especially girlfriends, long-term girlfriends that I met when I was in elementary school that I've kept in my life for all these years, but somehow we've grown together in different ways. And yet there are other girlfriends that I've grown apart from. So that's a pretty good example of uh, as you grow and as your taste changes and as your experience changes, um, it, it's important to be with people who you vibrate with. I guess that would be a good word you resonate with. So let me ask you, like, I know you said the word, like, you know, you're attracting the wrong guys, the guys who didn't treat you well. You used the word unavailable. And that's always a buzzword for me, because one of the things my ex-husband would complain about a lot, you know, it was a lot of them, believe me. Um, but one of them was, he's like, you know, well, you're unavailable to be in a relationship. You're unavailable. And then what I found is I'm... Uh, you know, attracting men who are unavailable, they're married, they're in long-term relationships, they're not straight, <laughs> or there's, you know, <laughs> just, right, it's right. weird, I, the I people know, that are I coming into my sphere of influence, and, I, you know, I don't know how I'm attracting them. Well, maybe there is a part of you that um, is not available because you're afraid, or because you, you're thinking, you know, and sometimes these are really deeply unconscious thoughts that we're having or beliefs that we're having that stand in the way of really being truly available. And, man, I am ready, and I want that person who's also available. So there may be some things that are blocking um, you from being 100% available. Now, one of the things you put in your workbook, because this is this is where, you know, it like becomes my personal therapy hour. And I just love being a radio host to have access to people like you, Joanne. But ah. one of the things that struck me uh, was when I was working your chapters here and girls, you want to check this book out. It's so much fun. Soulmatecoach.com. That's shameless plug because you gave me a free copy of your book and I've loved every minute of it. That's just a weird noise. Um, but one of the things you asked me to do was to declutter and open up space for this man in my closet. I couldn't do it. I <laughs> organized it. And then all I could think of is I've got room for more shoes. Oh, my God. I can sit like four more handbags in here in my sweatshirt collection. Organized by rainbow. No room. No room. I did try <laughs> to. And I really did this. I did. I went over to the his and her sinks in my bathroom. And I cleaned out like space for a toothbrush. Wow. This is horrible. Was that the exorcist on our on our line? I don't know what's going on. 
<laughs> we're channeling, you know, maybe all the spirit of dead men past that I've been mean to. But um, so if I can't clear out my closet, uh, then is that probably a sign I'm not ready? No, that, I, I don't think that I don't think that you, you need to come to that conclusion. Um, the suggestion about cleaning out your closet and leaving some space for somebody to come in is it's like a nature doesn't like a vacuum. If you notice sometimes, I don't know if you do this, but sometimes when I clean out my closet and I get rid of some old clothes that I don't like the way they look on me anymore, then I notice I can, I can really pretty well find some more beautiful things to replace it easily. It's not, it's not a hard job to replace those things that are missing. It's kind of, the same concept of like leaving a little space in your closet so it's telling it's at, it's creating a bit of a vacuum so that that person can come in you're doing that in more creative ways that's only just one suggestion and and the whole idea about cleaning a space for, for another toothbrush that's that's really really creative i love that <laughs> well, it, it was interesting because it really caused me to um, it really caused me to think about, do I really want somebody in my space? I know that sounds funny, but, you know, when you're married for a long time and I had to share a, a, a room with my sister growing up, then I had to share a room with my brother, then I had a college roommate, then I had a, you know, I don't think I had my own room to myself till I was like 25 years old. And then I got married at 26, 27. I really like having my own space, but then I was like, I really don't like being alone, um, you know, especially around the holidays and things like that. But I was trying to figure out where would somebody fit, and I couldn't figure that out. <laughs> it doesn't sound well, like you're ready for, for, for <laughs> someone in your life yet, Sandra, honestly. And that's okay. That's okay. Um And you can have both. You can have your space and be with somebody, and, and that's 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 very, very possible. Just because somebody is living with you or you're married with you, that doesn't mean that you're, jo- you're joined at the hip. You know, you can be together when you want to be together, but when you need to do your separate things, um, that works too. It, wor- it works for me in my marriage. Okay. That's good to know. Uh, what do you think, Joanne? I think that it's possible that you may be in a – there's different phases. And it, it's important for you to know, do you really want, do you want to have a, would you want a soulmate in your life? I want somebody to pay my bills. I know that's awful and horrible <laughs> to say, but that's the first thing when you say, you know, as a single mother going on like year number six or whatever, I'm like, it would be nice to have somebody to help me pay the bills or turn the reins over with. But then I really can't identify like what I need. I love my girlfriends. I love my career. I love my life. And, you know, I had a big charity event at my house this weekend and it really didn't bother me at all that I didn't have a, like a man by my side, but we're going to get more into that uh, after the break, I need to take us to commercial break. I'm so sorry to blab and run, but this is Sandra of Powered Up Talk Radio, and I'm here with Linda Franklin, my wonderful co-host out of New York City. We're visiting today with Joanne Simmons of SoulmateCoach.com. She's going to help us stop looking and let true love find us, but only if we want it and as clear as can be. I don't know if I want it. We're going to find out more after the break.
we've got lots more powered up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages. This is for all you girls about 42. Have you ever wondered if you're normal or why you feel distant from your partner? Then join us for Sex Talk with Lou with your host, Lou Paget on TogiNet Wednesday nights, 9, 8 central. Do you want to recreate a truly connected relationship or wonder, how do I tell my kids about things? Join Lou Paget, one of the world's best-selling authors in the field of sexuality, a certified sex educator and sought-after expert for all media and her renowned expert guests as they discuss anything and everything about sex that impacts our lives and our families' lives. For more on Lou, check out her website, loupaget.com. This is the show where the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health can finally give you the answer to that question. Join us for Sex Talk with Lou with your host, Lou Paget, Wednesday nights at 9, 8 central on toginet.com. Shh, listen, something is brewing. The beautiful business evolution is coming. The way we do business is about to change for the better, forever. This is real business at its very best. On Beautiful Business Radio, you will learn what it means to truly prosper, how to nourish yourself and your business, how to earn what you deserve and make a difference in the world. The tide is rising. The change is here. Discover a new way to live, love, and partner with yourself and your business on Philippa Rollins Presents Beautiful Business Radio where you matter and your business thrives every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time, only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. We're back with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's some more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin, and this is Powered Up Talk Radio. And from coast to coast, New York to L.A., we've got you covered on everything from money, sex, beauty, love, and today we're going to talk about dating and how to find your soulmate, especially when you're post 40, uh, like me. And before the break, we talked a lot about, um, some of the things that are in Joanne's book, uh, that you can find on soulmatecoach.com. I myself am working through it. There's that shameless plug and having a lot of fun. Uh, but before we go more in depth into, um, Lynn, uh, sorry, Joanne's work, Linda, you had a question. Yeah, Joanne, I just would like to hear your definition of what a soulmate really is. Well, for me, it's somebody who I feel totally relaxed with. Um, when I first met my husband, we were dancing. Uh, we, we didn't know each other. But our first date together, I felt like I already knew him. I was related to him. I actually didn't know him, but I felt like I knew him for many, many years. So that, that's my definition of soulmate. There are, uh, there's more than one soulmate for each person. I, I clearly believe that. Um, I, I know that um, some people can be soulmates, um, and you know you uh, get along with them in different kinds of ways. But I did want to address the idea that um, 
that you brought up, Sandra, about you're not really sure if you want to find a soulmate right, right now. And that is absolutely awesome that you, that you are really loving your life, you're single, and you're just amazingly empowered to do some things that you may never have been able to do before when you were married. So I encourage that, and I think the more you do that and the more that you date just for fun to enjoy mm-hmm. dating and not necessarily need to um, have that perfect partner, um, my hat is off to you because I think that's really you, living your life in the, in the fullest way you possibly can. Well, and I think, you know, when you live in a society that's paired off, you know, there's a lot of pressure, you know, I, I see it, you know, like, it's so funny, like I go to my kids performances, you know, and they're like, Oh, just one ticket. Yeah, just one ticket. You know, you go like the other night, I was stuck in traffic, and I stopped, you know, at the chicken wing place to have chicken wings and watch the hockey game, you know, big Kings fan. And, you know, I was the only girl in the whole restaurant, like sitting by myself, not that there were that many girls, but Everybody was paired up. There were a few guys at the bar, but everybody else was either coupled off or paired off, not just men and women. There were, you know, groups of guys and stuff like that. But I thought, you know, it's kind of tough to be rolling around the world today being single and, and being okay with it. Like, I was okay with it. I just noted it like, huh, I happen to be the only one sitting by myself eating chicken wings watching the Kings game. How about that? Cool. But it, did, but it didn't bother you, and that's the key, right? You, you felt you were okay. Well, I was okay with it. Then I thought, oh, my God, what's wrong with me? I'm the only one here that's okay with completely being fine with my chicken wings. I didn't have to share them. I had my own drink. Nobody was slurping out of it. I didn't have to wipe a snotty nose. I didn't have to listen to some guy bore me to death about the stock market or the, you know, muscle car that he wants. And I just, it's it's okay to be completely selfish, isn't it? Absolutely. And, you know, it's a phase, too. I mean, you know, we all go, you, if you have children and you notice they go through different phases, and we have different phases as we go through our lives, and it's wonderful to feel empowered and to make choices for yourself and to not have to be responsible at, at, those, at that moment while you were ordering chicken wings. I mean, it's empowering to feel that way. And I felt that way for a very long period of time. I was single for 17 years. And finally, after that period of time, I I was clear that I wanted to get married again. But it took me 17 years of of really researching and learning and growing and and deciding that I I really deserved a good relationship in my life and I wanted one. Well, and there's funny. Oh, go ahead, Linda. Go ahead. I was just going to say it's. I'm going to be a little controversial here because um, I've always had a different idea in my head of what a soul mate is in a, in a, in a husband or wife, not, not in friends or uh, children, but in a, in a husband or wife. Um, I always felt it was somebody that really pushed your buttons um, and got you through that pushing of your buttons to see how you act and to take a good look in the mirror at, at yourself um, through the inter- interactions that you have because, you know, they're able to provoke you. The person that you live with or are close to can provoke you more than anybody else. So um, your kind of your natural being comes through at those, those times, and you say, oh, my God, did I really do that? And it, it, it 
calls for then, you know, really self-examination of yourself uh, from that provocation. But that, that's the way I've always thought about it. Um, interesting, because there were a couple of different guys that I had dated during that period of time when I was single who I actually thought were my soulmates. And, um, and a few of them, a couple of them, really did push my buttons the way you're describing but I have to say that my husband, who I'm with right now, is somebody that it's just so easy for me to be with. I mean, he, I do feel like we were already related and that we didn't have to learn a lot about each other to just really be comfortable together and love each other very deeply and respect each other. So I, I think there's different kinds of soulmates. Yeah, I think I think so. And again, I think age has something to to do with it because if you've gone through uh, you know, a diff- different phases in your life and a lot of the self-examination when you get to be in your 40s, 50s and 60s, you kind of um have a clearer idea of who you are and um the things that may have annoyed you when you were in your 20s and 30s, they don't anymore. You know, it's um you want to be with somebody. You want kind of peace and love uh, more than you did maybe when you were younger. Exactly. Well, and is it wrong? I'm just going to throw this out because I write, I say the most off-color, awful things on the air, which is probably why, you know, people don't want to date me. It's going to pop right up on the air. But. <laughs> You know, when you have young kids, and I just want to say this to the other women out there, like I waited a long time, Joanne, to have my kids. I was like 36 and almost 40, you know, before I popped my kids out. So, you know, I've got elementary school age kids in my 40s. And when I look at the available dating pool out there, I go, wow, you have kids my age? No thanks. No blended family issues. You know, I don't want to fight with your ex-wife and, you know, have your kids tossed in the middle. I don't want my kids tossed in the middle or then I'm like oh my god you know like you're so tired you're so exhausted of course I look in the mirror and see the same thing but there's just times in our life where you know to me like a a husband right now would be just another person for me to take care of and unfortunately you know I've got my 81 year old dad my three dogs my two kids a partridge and a pear tree and there's just (laughs) Like there's nothing left and I would want to receive everything and I have very little to give. And I think we need to look at points in our lives and go, you know, what do I really have to give somebody at this point? And I got to tell you, not much. Mm. Well, I know I, you bet. Um, I'll let you talk in a sec, Joanne, yeah. but I, I know Joe, I know what, um, Sandra, uh, pretty well. And I think that she has a lot to give to the right man. Mm. Oh, I love you. (laughs) Maybe not the men that are in your life right now, but when that one comes along, you know, let's call him the soulmate because that's what the show is about. Uh, He will, you will have a lot to give and he will be very appreciative of, of who you are and what you can share. Okay, Joanne, you're on. (laughs) Well, now that you've brought tears to my eyes, how do I follow that? That was an awesome comment. I love it. Yeah. Um, I, I, I do believe that you do have tremendous things to offer, and there, there, it sounds like you have many considerations. So as you go, as you date, you may have, you may not be looking for your soulmate. You may want to just have somebody 
to hang out with who's a nice person and some somebody to have company with to go dancing with or whatever it is you like to do. Um, all those complications with children, there are definitely, that's definitely something to think about. Um, that was one of the things, I was a single parent for, and I had my daughter when I turned 37, by the way, only one child. So I really thought a lot about whether or not I wanted to date anybody who had children or whether um, I wanted anybody to come into my home with my, with my child. So there's many considerations. However, I did date one person who I, I thought was my soulmate at the time. It, it really didn't turn out to be that way. I dated him for two, three years, and he had a daughter exactly the same age as mine. So there were several things I thought, wow, this is really going to be awesome. This is going to work well. And in fact, it really, in the end, it didn't work out. But, I, but it was another part of the learning process, and I went back into my book and, and really made notes about how I kind of needed to rethink what it was I wanted in a, in a mate. So it helped me get clearer about what I wanted. Yeah, because a soulmate, does a soulmate have to last forever? I, I think, I don't know if there's any have tos in this whole scenario. I think, because I there's... think sometimes we, we get to do things and, and may, you know, something may not be forever. You're funny, San. It's like you're you're looking for the escape clause before you even in the relationship. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I'm like, what's my get out of jail free pass? Like, if you're allergic to shellfish, I know that I can always serve that dish and get out of here. You know, before <laughs> listen, <laughs> you know the candle li- burns I, down to the table. I lived with my husband for almost 25 years before we got married, so I I should be one to talk. I was looking for the escape clause all the way along. <laughs> So what made, oh, you know what? Oh my gosh, we are out of time, girls. Joanne, we're going to have to bring you back because this is such a super fun topic. And I I love to hear, you know, what Linda has to say. Linda's like a friend, a mentor, a guru, you know, a a buddy, all of the above. And uh, Joanne, you've just been delightful. And I really, really have enjoyed working through your workbook. I'm going to do another Mm -hmm. shameless plug. Uh, Joanne Simmons (laughs) is the author, www.soulmatecoach, just like it sounds, soulmatecoach.com. The perfect plan for a attracting your perfect love match. Maybe I'll have to have you back in a year when I have my perfect love match and I can actually uh-huh. uh, stick around long enough to do that. Uh, Joanne, thank you for being on the show today. And uh, when we come back up after the break, we're going to welcome humorist, humorist writer and author Annabelle Monahan. So more after the break. We've got lots more powered up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages. Are you ready to start rocking that woohoo that only you do? Because Lisa Stedman is on a mission. She will dare you, challenge you, enlighten you, provoke and empower you to bring out that inner woohoo. Lisa is an internationally acclaimed best-selling author. She is a breakup expert, a brand consultant, CEO of Woohoo Inc. and the Woohoo Radio Network. She will show you how to take your boohoo and turn it into woohoo. 
Ooh, get rebellious and get real. Get your dreams off the back burner. Get inspired and motivated to take action. Start rocking that woohoo that only you do in love, life, and business. She is going to be here for you every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. Only here on the Woohoo Radio Network. Mark Lipinski is coming to Toginet. It's Creative Mojo with Mark Lipinski. A live two-hour show Wednesday afternoon starting at 3, 2 central on toginet.com. Creative Mojo. It's fun, entertaining, informative, inspirational, and illuminating. Lipinski has worked on such shows as Oprah, The View, The Joan Rivers Show, and Ricky Lake. He's busy, but he's got the drive to share with Creative Mojo, dedicated to the modern crafter and crafting lifestyle. Dive into the info and enjoy everything from celebs to entertainment news to recipes, quilting and needlework, knitting, painting, woodworking, Christmas crafts, and so much more. This show boldly encourages you to discover and harness your own creative spirit by living creatively every day. For more on Mark and the show, check out marklepinski.com. Don't miss the fun. It's Creative Mojo with Mark Lipinski. Wednesday afternoon starting at 3, 2 central on toginet.com. Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. Hi, ladies. This is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin. Oh, Linda, that was so much fun. I love talking about dating and, and you know, second chance at love and life chances. And it's just so much fun for me uh, to have that girlfriend time with you. Well, you know, we, one thing about us, we, we, we talk from our hearts. There's no BS going on here. I mean, we, we say it like it is. Well, and I, I think, think that's, that's good. I do too, because I got to tell you, you know, being a 40 something single mom, uh, you know, with the viewpoints that I have, I get so tired of everybody trying to present the perfect side of them. You know, I go on these dates, I meet these men, I talk to other single women, and their lives are all perfect. And I'm like, why am I the one that seems to have so much trouble with this? They're not perfect. My God, come to New York. I, I mean, women by themselves are, are not an oddity here. They're the norm. So, you know, that's crazy. And what you think is perfect, you never know what goes on behind closed doors. So, uh, and, or, and it doesn't matter. You shouldn't even care about them. You only know what, and care about what's going on with you. Good. So there's nothing wrong with on the 4th of July, I walked behind all these happy couples holding hands, fighting with each other while their kids were screaming. And I was blissfully there with my little pinwheel. And, and you know what? Were... They were saying, oh, my God, that Sandra Beck is the luckiest woman alive. <laughs> She's got a smile like on her face. <laughs> I did. At that point in time, I was like, I don't have to lug a cooler, wipe snotty noses, drag my kids, fight with my spouse. I can watch the fireworks, eat some candy, and go home. I was thrilled. That's right. Isn't that delightful? That <laughs> is delightful. Um, well, speaking of delightful and speaking of speaking out the reality and the truth of what is, I'm so excited to meet Annabelle Monahan because she is um, she's an author. She's got a couple books out, I think three of them. And and 
what I enjoy most about Annabelle is her, she's very, um, she's got a lot of candor when it comes to parenting and aging and, and women and just life. Annabelle, I'm so excited to have you on the show today. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I just have to tell you, I read your blog post in the age of the selfie, you know, do we still need picture day? And, (laughs) you know, I don't buy some of those pictures of my kids because, you know, I love my kids and I think my kids are good looking, but sometimes they take a really butt ugly picture and then I'm stuck with it and I'm stuck with a bill of like 50 bucks for an ugly photo I don't want when a little self snappy is so much cuter. Exactly, exactly. And when else in your life do you ever have to pay for something before you see it? Oh, I know. They just it's have It's like getting to... married in the olden days, I guess. Before right. You saw it's somebody like naked paying, before you got married. Right, you but... pay for order bride, you know, coming right. to you. <laughs> but I want to get your thoughts because this, you know, Powered Up is, is a show for women, you know, kind of 40s, 50s, and 60s. And I want to talk today, and Linda, you included – with the selfie, you know, the, the photos people put on Facebook. Now, Linda, you know, I'm a giant goofball and, you know, I, I post silly pictures all the time of myself. But what is it with the women who want to put the selfie up there that just makes them look like they're like, I'm sexually active? And it's like, of course you are. You've got four <laughs> kids. You're 50 something, you know. But I mean, do you guys see what I see with the, some of these I- Yeah. Selfies. Go ahead. It's hilarious. It is. (laughs) It's hilarious. And there is, we could mathematically graph it if we actually took the time. Um, I think the amount of plastic surgery you've had is directly correlated to how many selfies you're going to be posting on social media. Post 40. Well, they're in their their underwear. It's just, I mean, it's it's really pathetic, actually. You know, it's funny, but if you really think about it, it's sad. I mean, what woman in her 50s is taking pictures of herself in underwear and putting them on the Internet? Isn't that nuts? Right. Hello, you're not Madonna, you know. (laughs) Oh, no. You'll never see pictures of me on the Internet in my underwear because I've seen myself (laughs) in my underwear. It's not something I need to share with the public. I love the public. I wouldn't hurt them that way. The thing is, like, do people really think they're fooling anybody? Like, you know, there's these cheap Photoshop um, programs out there on the net. And I can always tell, you know, when somebody's Photoshopped themselves. And recently, and I won't say who it is, you know, because she's on my Facebook, but so are like 2,000 other people. But this woman is kind of a big girl, couple kids, you know, 40-something. There was a picture of her arm in arm around a celebrity. And I'm like, if you go to the picture before, she's like a size 16. You go to the next picture and she's kind of got this giant head with a fat face stuck on a twiggy body. And all of a sudden she's (laughs) a size six. And then the next photo is her and her husband like snuggled up at dinner going, oh, look, it's my birthday. Well, she blew up again. And (laughs) Now, wait, just real quick. Can I have the address, the web address for that website? How do I get that? (laughs) Oh, my God. No, this is a friend of mine. I'm going to redo my Christmas cards and send myself out. Oh, yeah. Portrait Professional. That's the one that I see women using the most because it's like, you know, the Grand Canyon that grows across our forehead when we're 40. That Mm -hmm. will come and go, come and go, you know, depending on the pictures. And they look photoshopped wow oh well i don't know about you but every time i take a selfie and look at it i'm horrified 
So I just, I mean, I just put it in the waste paper basket, like in two seconds, it's remove, 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 because I mean, am I really that saggy and wrinkled? Oh my God. They yeah, there's no good self- lighting for a selfie. No, it's horrible. And it is all about lighting. And it, whether I'm in the sun, whether I'm in a spotlight, it doesn't work. Yeah. I don't know. I just think that, yeah, like when, I mean, this is awful because I'm the queen of selfies, but usually there are pictures of my kids or me doing something silly with my kids, but it's the ones that want to present like, like, look, I'm on vacation in Paris. Oh, now I'm on, you know, the, this thing and I'm this and I'm great. And it's like, it's given people, you know, this, this forum to just, brag and and be like look at my wonderful life look how fabulous i am and i don't know if it's just me but it's just it doesn't work you know i wrote a piece recently about the overuse of the word amazing um and you know every people on facebook saying oh happy birthday to my amazing husband and you know my (laughs) husband's really good in so many ways but he's not amazing he does the same thing all the time like i haven't been amazed by him really since the first day. It's my so, predictable husband, right? <laughs> well, and I like, you know, actually, if I were to make a list of my favorite things about my husband, I like that he's the same all the time. <laughs> I, it's like, it's something I can count on. But there has been some sort of um, demeaning of just the regular. Like, we always, we're, we're, we need to make our lives spectacular all the time. So if I'm going to send a, you a picture of myself, I'm going to be in a negligee and I'm going to be in Paris. When my real life looks like me in my kitchen, with, you know, unloading the dishwasher. But no one wants to see that. I do. I can do out of it. I, get, I do. I love, you know, and I guess, you know, I'm the one who posted that picture of, you know, the kids came in my room and it was like 6 a.m. and I had like the I dead know. eyeball and they're like, hey, mom, we're taking a picture. Um, but real life is so much more fun than staged life. I mean, it just is. It is. And we have to take back our real life. We really do. I mean, you know, Kim Kardashian is publishing a a book of her selfies, right? And I don't know if those selfies look like they are her real life or they're, you know, staged to look like what she hopes her life is. Um, But, it, it, you know, our real lives are wonderful. And, like, the real moments that we take with us and that we're going to want to hang on to are, um, are those real messy, ugly, you know, lives with a little bit of chocolate in the corner of our mouths. Uh, and it's so funny that what we choose to share with each other is just some, like, all these extra special pretty moments. Well, and it, that's it. It's like, you know, and it makes the rest of us who are real, you know, that's what I like about your writing, Annabelle, is it's very real. Um, Thank you. You know, it just makes, I don't know, it makes me feel like crap going like, well, I guess I'm the only one, you know, who broke the, you know, cross off my mom's casket and, and you know, fell into my mom's grave. But that's, that's life. And that to me is much more fun. And I think, especially because I live in Los Angeles, the entertainment capital of the world where, you know, everything is just such a facade. It's always refreshing and fun to me when I meet somebody real. And that's what I liked about Linda. Linda, when I met you, it was like you were pull no, you know, punches real. And, um, you know, and Annabelle, that comes through in your writing. Thank you. You know, I'm from Los Angeles. Oh, good. Plastic capital of the world. (laughs) Yes. And, you know, my people are not that way. It's really, I feel like it's pockets of Los Angeles that are this, this super shiny. But my, you know, my family and my people in Los Angeles are all kind of real and wrinkled. You know, they're just regular, regular people. Oh, they have to be in the valley then. (laughs) You're in New York now, right? 
I'm in New York now, yeah. Yeah, so, so am I. So it was a lovely day today. But New York, I mean, do you think New <laughs> York is really more real? The women are, the, I mean, everybody's putting on a, a facade in here or there. It's, you know, it's just, it's just what people do these days. Yeah, no, I agree. And, I, you know, probably especially on the coast. Um, and I think it starts young. You know, I think it starts with um, with teenagers. I think we get we are exposed to so many images all day long, and they're not necessarily from the media. You know, we are you know constantly um, just bombarded with you know our social media and what the people around us are thinking. We're never really alone anymore. Um, and I think there's a real loss of just sort of getting in touch with yourself and you know remembering who you are and then feeling good about that. Yeah, I'm not well, supposed Sanch- to look like myself. I'm supposed to look like Kim Kardashian. It's not working oh, out for me, by God the way. God forbid. God forbid. <laughs> <laughs> I checked recently. It's just, it's not happening. No. <laughs> not for 99% of the women in this country. They don't have derrieres like that and boobs and, oh, my God. Right. Not, to and me, so it's, we it's all clowny. Yeah, it's crazy. But yeah. Sandra well, and, and I were a- talking Go ahead, Go ahead, Linda. No, I was Go just going to say we were San and I were talking in the opening segment of the show about the alone time and how and how wonderful and precious it is to 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 her and I and you know that's where it's at because the the world is so crazy that you have to find some <laughs> some solitude within yourself to 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 make things right. You do, and you think about kids growing up. You know, think about Little House on the Prairie. You know, Laura Ingalls is wandering through the fields all day, sort of contemplating life and. I don't know if my children are ever alone. You know, they always have a phone in their hands, so there's always somebody texting them something. Um, there's always me breathing down their neck. Uh, and I just think, you know, it's now our kids, even younger and younger, are just never never really have that space. Well, girls, i got to cut us off. It's been a lot of uh, fun. Annabelle Monahan, check her writing out at Annabelle Monahan. That's M-O-N-A-G-H-A-N.com. Uh, she's got a couple books out, double digit. You'll want to check those out. Super fun. Uh, just a whole lot of uh, realness coming your way. If you want to feel good, pick up her book. If you want to find your soulmate, find uh, Joanne Simmons at uh, soulmatecoach.com. This is Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin signing off for this week. We'll catch you now next week. Have a good one. We're so glad you joined us for Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. Sandra Beck, Los Angeles-based single mother and technology company owner, knows what it's like to be fit, funny, and fantastic in your 40s. Linda Franklin, a New Yorker with a successful marriage and pre-